All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. Wednesday afternoon. Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Thanks for listening. We're watching. If you're uh, watching us on our uh, YouTube channel for Oilers Nation, check it out there. Of course, the Gregor Show on Sports 1440. And Orders Nation is presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where all the revenues 100% stay right here in the lovely province of Alberta. Texts are uh, humming in at 833-401-1440. Lots of texts coming in that I don't want to get to, but... um, Hey, guys, I don't even see Connor as a guy who spends his money. He seems to be responsible to max out his lifestyle. Yeah, I have no idea. I never, you know what? Spending habits, like, you might know some of your really good friends' spending habits, but even then you might not know. Right? Like, right now, do you know how many of your friends are uh, are just paying off the minimum on their Vs every month? I don't know. I hope none. Because you're getting screwed over. That's a lot of interest. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, and like, you think about your close friends. Do you ask them, like, uh, how much did you put down in your house? You know, like, there's, I don't know, it's it's kind of unique. Like, there's certain conversations you just don't have. So, I have no idea. Uh, McDavid's got, like, I've, like, when you make that much money, it'd be, now, we've seen cases, right? We saw it on uh, 30 for 30, the, the broke ones, and, you know, Andre Rising and others. So, yes, there are some people who will make some really bad decisions with their money. 
and blow it. So you definitely can do it. There's no question about it. You can. But I'll say this. It's hard work to want to waste that much money. You would have to put in a lot. A lot of time and a lot of work. So see where it goes. Greg, did you say weight is going up on the Wall of Honor for the uh, Oilers? When? Yeah, well, it's not the Wall of Honor, Dave, but it's the uh, it's the Oilers Hall of Fame. You can call it the Ring of Honor if you want to, of course, because it stays in. You don't have, they have their jersey, and that's really only for people who end up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm pretty safe in saying that uh, number 97 will be up in the rafters at one point. I think number 29 is going to be up in the rafters as well. And anybody who has their jersey retired also gets their plaque in the in the uh, Hall of Fame for the orders. So that's why, you know, any suggestions you have for people that want to go in, just remember that Anderson, Gretzky, all those guys, Rod Phillips, they're already up there. Next game you go to, you can see it. It's right there. And then on October 26th, it's a Thursday, the orders are hosting the New York Rangers, three days before the Heritage Classic. And Doug Waite. And Charlie Huddy will be the third and fourth new additions. I'm not including any of the existing ones who, who just, you know, went in. Uh, they don't have a ceremony because they already had their ceremony, as they should. You know, you don't need another one. But uh, Charlie Huddy played for the Orders for a long time, won five Stanley Cups, one of only seven players to win uh, who was on all five teams with the Orders. And then Doug Waite, who for seven seasons was their leading scorer, and the only other year he wasn't is because he got injured. And miss something like 39 games, I think it was. So, not, you're not going to get much complaints over this. Like I said, I think the first few years, th- there won't be any real debates or discussions on the people that get in. But coming in a few years down the road, that's when it's going to say, hey, wait a second, I think this person should be in before that person. And you know what? There's probably going to be a valid argument either way, which will make it great. But I, I think the first few years, there's some that, to me anyway, and I'm on the, uh, I'm lucky enough to be on the committee. Now I only get one vote, right? There's 11 people on the committee. And in order to get accepted and how it works is you sit down, everybody shows up and you don't discuss with the other 10 members who you're nominating. So some years, like this year, there was six because multiple people had Charlie Huddy and multiple people had Doug Wade. That's just how it goes. And uh, I'm not at liberty to say who the other people were who were nominated. I can just tell you there's a total of six. So two out of the six got in. And then next year, people will come in. If the person you nominated last year didn't get in, maybe you can nominate him again. It's your choice. Maybe look at something else. So we'll see. So that's how it goes. And then they do a vote. It's a private vote. You, you know, yeah, you send in actually uh, Jeff from the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame is the one you send your vote to. So it's all authentic and everybody knows it's done by the book. There, there's no little scratching back, hey, who are you voting for? None of that. And uh, you submit your list in order of the ones you think are eligible. So out of the six, I actually thought there was three. And I have to put them in order of one, two, three. And then you need nine of the 11 votes. So somebody has to be on nine ballots. Charlie Huddy was obviously on nine. Maybe he was on all 11. Doug Waite, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not privy to that. It doesn't say unanimous or not. It just says you're in or that's it. Now there's only two that can make it as well. So, um, and then it might come down to, geez, maybe, you know, well, I guess you couldn't have two with 11 and two. Maybe you could have 
two with 11 and one on 10. And the person on 10 just has to wait another year. So we'll see how it goes. Hey, guys, you think Tommy Sala was an oiler long enough to be considered? Hmm. Tommy Sala was like, I'm kind of a stickler a little bit on. So Tommy Sala played what? Eight years? I got to look it up. Um, Tommy Sala, Oilers, one, two, three, four, five, six, six years. Not so six years and like five full seasons. Yeah, that's right on the cusp. He was good. You know, he was a good goalie. Like I would, if I'm looking at Andy Moog, Bill Ranford, Curtis Joseph, they'd probably be ahead of him. And I think some people might even put Dwayne Rolson ahead because of 06 and just the few years he had. So, yeah, you know what? Tommy Salaf. My initial would say no, but again, I'm only one vote, right? And you know what? A lot of it depends on the presentation because they come in and they make you think about things that maybe you hadn't thought about before, right? It's, it's the job of the presenter to present that person in a fashion where you're like, Phew. Like, I got to vote for them. That's really good. Maybe there are some things you uncover that you didn't know. Right? So at least that's for me. I kind of take it serious. You want to come in with some some data and some numbers and some other things as to uh, to why there uh, would be there. Um, hey, Greg's. is there any specific criteria? Well, the criteria is they have to be, uh, as a player, retired for at least five years. Now, I'm going to say this. When Connor McDavid retires... Will there be an exception? I'm just going to go on a limb and say there might be. I don't know. Who knows? McDavid's probably going to play for what? 15 more years? So lots can change. Who knows what happens then or now? But that's it. Now, um, now retired from, let's say you played, retired from as a player. If you were a coach for a long time and now you're suddenly still coaching well, then they would still have qualifications. So um, like I said, I think there's some obvious ones. But then there's going to be some healthy debates uh, moving forward uh, about that. So, hey, guys, never mind the orders. I think Bill Ranford should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hmm. Well, he did win the Conn Smythe. He was unreal for the uh, for the Empton owners. There's no question about that. Right. He had. Uh, and man, for many years there, like the orders were like, He was on those order teams when they were bad in 93 and 94, 95. Like, oh, he's like a freedom fighter. Um, I don't know. I, I I've read a lot of uh, of Paul on, online who uh, covers like the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he goes really in depth and breaks it down and adjusts by error and everything like that. And I don't think Bill Ranford had numbers that really stack because the goaltending position overall, you know, they would feel that there's lots more goalies that potentially could get in, and you could probably have an argument for that. I've never heard. I'll have to ask Paul where he would have Ranford. I'm going to guess. I don't think it's Hockey Hall of Fame worthy. You know what? He had the great year for Edmonton and a few good years for Edmonton. Right? Won uh, world championships. Really solid goaltender. But Hall of Fame, man, that's pretty tough to get in. For sure. Guys, I can't believe you wouldn't put Tommy Salo in. You kidding? Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, hey, guys, Salo's third in games played and wins for Oiler goalies. Yes, but keep in mind that Grant Fear and Andy Moog split a lot of time, right? Tommy Salo didn't have anybody else to play. The orders weren't very good, but they didn't have, you know, anybody else that you could split time with them. I'd have to go back and look at, like, where was Tommy Salo? Was he top 10 in the league during his time? He might have played a lot of games. And so because you play a lot of games, you got, you know, you're going to have chance for wins. And he played longer than Curtis Joseph, but was he more impactful than Curtis Joseph? Think about Curtis Joseph, 97, 98, 99. Like, look how good he was. So, yeah, for me, Ranford better than Salo, Joseph better than Salo, Moog better than Salo, Fear better than Salo. For me, for sure. That's uh, that's how I would have it. I would have Tommy Salo behind those four, guaranteed. Good discussion, though. Now, when we come back, I'm very curious about goaltending for this team. Because you thought the Oilers goaltending at time, team defense, uh, struggled a bit last year. Well, I can tell you, compared to Seattle, the Oilers had uh, much better goaltending. You look at... Um, Seattle compared to uh, to Edmonton. Seattle last year, their team save percentage, team save percentage, 890. Not good. Will it be better? We'll find out next. Ian Furness joins us on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Portions of this hour brought to you by On the Rocks. On the Rocks Kitchen and Drink celebrating their 17th birthday on September 22nd with the Arcana Kings. Get there early to ensure your chance to enter for a $500 cash giveaway. OnTheRocksEdmonton.com. Sports Radio is back. The Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. We roll through Wednesday afternoon. This just coming down. Welcome back, everyone, to The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. In Texas, 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Vladdy Guerrero scratched tonight with knee discomfort. So, won't be in the lineup tonight for the Jays as they uh, continue to try to... uh, Secure a playoff spot as they battle Seattle. Also, Texas Rangers. And I guess in a roundabout way, Houston as well. So, there's three spots there because Houston, of course, when their division, the Jays can't take that spot. They can take uh, one of the two available wildcard spots that they're in the hunt for. So, taking on the Yankees. Tonight. And uh, we shall see uh, how it goes. Big win last night. They'll be looking for another one this evening, as it's time now to go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. Try the McDonald's Tasty Breakfast Trio. You can get a sausage or chicken McMuffin, sausage or chicken McGriddles, and a hash brown with a small premium roast coffee for only five bucks. It's a pretty good deal for the Blue Bill right now at McDonald's. And a good friend of the show from 93.3 KJR in Seattle, Ian Furness. Joins us uh, once again, Ian. Welcome back to the show, my man. How you doing? 
Jason, it's great to be on with you in the city of champions, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and congratulations on, it sounds like, what, a new show, new home for you? Yeah, we brought uh, Sports Radio back, so we got uh, four Good. shows right now and uh, got more coming, so it's uh, it's fantastic. Looking uh, looking forward to it. I'll send, my, I'll send my resume. I'll send my resume up there right away. There you, you might be overly qualified. You might be overly qualified. So we'll, we'll see. But, no, that would be fantastic. Um, obviously, I know you're passionate about hockey and the, the Kraken. So I just wrote an article about the Orders team defense and goaltending because there's a lot of people like, oh, Edmonton's team defense is terrible. And after crunching the numbers, I'm like, well, it really wasn't that terrible. They didn't give up a ton of high-danger chances. Their penalty kills struggle at times. You know, their goaltending, I think, definitely can be better. But as I was doing it, I was comparing it to all the teams, the playoff teams, and then the other four that were close in Nashville and Calgary and Pittsburgh and Buffalo. And the Seattle Kraken, I'm like, they got 100 points when their goalies had an 890 combined save percentage, which is really like it shows how good their offense was that they were able to overcome that. How much of that was on their goaltending? How much was on team defense? Uh, I'd say more on goaltending. I thought you know, during the course of the regular season, Grubauer was just okay. Actually, he probably wasn't even just okay by NHL standards. And, Mark, you know, he was hurt for a chunk of the year. They had to go heavy with Martin Jones for a while. And he, he was good for a bit and then kind of wore down as 33-year-old goalies tend to do, right? So that happened. And then, you know, they, they balanced it off with 18 guys at 20-plus points. I mean, they yeah. really balanced the team offensively. Um, but I think what it was is, you know, Grubauer was just okay in the regular season. But then, I mean, Jason, you saw him in the playoffs. And they. I think we will have to get a better connection. They got there because Grubauer was great. And, and what they paid him for a couple of years ago, and that, 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 that we saw that Philip Grubauer. We just didn't see it in the regular season. But uh, I, I just I think it was more on him. And Jones struggling at times. Decord came up and played well in spot. I would put it more on them. Uh, Hackstall plays a pretty, pretty disciplined game, pretty structured game. So I, I, I would probably put it more on Grubauer didn't have a great regular season, but boy, was he good in the postseason. Yeah, well, it was a man. Literally, it was like it was a totally different goaltender. So yeah, you know, yeah. Go, hey, hey, we saw Aiden Hill win a Stanley Cup and play unbelievable with a nine thirty one save percentage. Yeah. And most people were like, "Can this guy even be a regular goalie?" Like, it's such a finicky position. There's no question. So is that really like that's one big question mark about Seattle coming into the season? And the other one is, can they have that many guys contribute offensively again? Well, I think they can because they're balanced in this way. They, you know, he liked Hack liked to, he liked to roll four lines probably more than most coaches did last year because they had a pretty solid fourth line. Now that fourth line's gone. Uh, Brandon Tanev's the only guy that's probably a fourth line player that's back um, on the roster right now. They got to replace Strong. Uh, they got to replace Geeky. So and Donato. But they've got a lot of guys. They got your guy Yamamoto's here, uh, who I saw today at the media day. We had an internal media day for the part the media partners, and uh, I saw I saw the former Spokane Chief, great. But you know he'll be in line for that. They get Burakovsky back, which is huge. You know he didn't play. He played like one period and one shift of the second half of the season. He got hurt the first game after the All Star break. Didn't play in the postseason, so that adds quite a bit to the lineup right there. They got three really good lines. However, they want to combine those, uh, and and they've got some scoring out of their defense last year too. Jason, they they you know they got 
they got a couple guys vinced on top of the list that, that were pretty prolific in terms of you know, the 10th leading score among defensemen in the league. And, you know, maybe that doesn't make you a Norris Trophy winner, but it certainly, you know, puts you in a conversation with an upper echelon D-man. Uh, so I think they can do it again. I They're just an interesting team how they're constructed, bud. It really yeah. is. They, like, they... They are, there's no superstar, no, and yet they're a really good, solid hockey team. And I guess the question always is, you know, how far can you go without a superstar? And I'm talking to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and so that's a question you guys talk about all the time, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're wondering if they have one. They're like, how, how many can you have right now in Edmonton? And uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah, like like you guys have two the best two goals, really the best two offensive players in the league, right? And you can't and and you know what is it translated into? So. I don't know if today's NHL has changed a little bit, but like, yeah, see McCann was a leading guy last year at 40, point, 40 goals, 30 assists. That was your leading score. And Dunn was right there with them as well. And then, like I said, all these other guys chipped in with 20 plus points, you know, between 20 and, and 40 points. So they're just balanced. They're good. They're solid. Uh, I'm assuming they're probably a 100 point team again, but because they, they bring everybody back, five of their top 60, uh, you know, 10 of their 12 to, uh, forwards, and all three of their top lines are back. So. They're solid. I just don't know how how high end they are. I guess if that makes sense. Ian Furness joins us out of Seattle, KJR, and to me, the emergence of Jared McCann comes into Seattle. Twenty-seven goals his first year. Then he improves it up to forty last year. And you know, some would say, you know what? Now he's a perfect example of a player who. You know, maybe in, in another organization he didn't get the opportunity or maybe he just wasn't physically or mentally ready. Like, it's hard to be a number one center. And that's what he played like. Like, is, is he still undervalued or do you think people around the league are going to look and say, okay, this just wasn't two years. This guy's legit. That's McCann, right? I yeah. Just for a second. McCann, you're, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think with, I think with McCann – it's, I just think it's a classic case, and this is probably just me working in juniors at the WHL for so long. Like, you're drafting guys that are 17, 18 years old, and you're projecting them to be something. And you're, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to be patient, it's going to pay off, or you're going to become impatient, and maybe they just never, you know, they never, they never develop. But, I mean, goodness, I mean, you're, just, you're, you're projecting guys at such a young age, and then the way it seems to be structured with, you know, restricted free agency and, you know, win now mentality is, is there's just not a lot of patience for, for guys to develop sometimes. And I think that's what it was with him. He found a home, uh, very comfortable. It's a very tight locker room, uh, really good culture here. And I think, you know, he just, he became comfortable and they put him in things combined. Next thing you know, the guy's dropping a, a, you know, a 40 spot and, and was just, and you know, what was cool about him last year? He was good in his own end too. Like he was truly playing both ends really solid. There were nights where I like, you know, maybe he didn't have a point. You go, man, I I noticed him all night. Like I just like like I saw like I noticed McCann, and you know I think that was kind of fun to see. I just this this league is just such. I mean, you guys know far better than us here in Seattle as we're newbies to this, but it's just you're drafting kids. Oh yeah, you're just drafting babies, mm-hmm. and it's just not everyone's going to come. I know you're. I'm sure you're going to get to Shane right next. I mean, it, it takes a while. It's a grown man's league. It just is, and and some guys just aren't quite ready yet. Speaking of Shane Wright, he he, he gets an exception that we really haven't seen, and I wonder if this is going to be something we see more uh, down the road. Of course, uh, you know it's either NHL or OHL under the old rules. But uh, he's going to get an exemption that he can go to the American League, which I found kind of funny, Ian, that they announce it already 
It's almost like Seattle saying, well, he's not making our team. He's going directly to the American League. So well, what do you make of this? Um, you know, is, is he destined to start in the American League? Yeah, you and I are on the same page. I brought that up the other day, and, you know, I've got much to the chagrin of some. that, I, Like, there's a reason they pushed really hard and they were proactive in it. Like, yeah. there's, like they didn't wait. Like, if they, if they were – they know – there's no spot for him right now. Yeah. Okay, I mean, he's going to be – at best, he's a fourth-line center. I mean, Veneers, Wenberg, Gord are your one, two, and three. I mean, they got McCann on the wall. So, you know, Veneers, Wenberg, and Gord, one, two, three – well, so he's your fourth-line center, and, yeah, they've got to find a fourth-line center, but is he going to beat out any of the top three guys and get the ice time they probably want him to have? And No. I mean, he was – Jason, he was playing on the fourth line for Coachella Valley in the Calder Cup Finals last year. So and, – and, and by no means. And don't – God, I don't want the hell out of Furness says he's a bust. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, even then he wasn't, you know, playing, you know, on a top line in the American Hockey League last year. Uh, the exception's a whole different deal. I just, I think for your listeners, you know, are we going to see that more often? I think the answer is no, unless, God forbid, we have another, uh, another pandemic. I mean, yeah. the only reason that he got it is because the OHL, I don't know if the Quebec League did that year, but, you know, the year that the dub played their, what, weird 25, 30 game schedule, like I know here in Seattle, we just played, uh, the guys just played Portland and, Everett, maybe? I don't even know if they played Tri. I guess maybe they played Tri in Spokane. It might have been U.S. Division only, but, um, you know, they played their 30-game schedule. Well, the Ontario League didn't play it all that year. So that was that's not his fault. Like, like he would have had the, the years that were required at that point, but since they decided to shut her down, that's why he got that exception. But, yeah, I, I just I think he's destined for the American Hockey League. I, I, he's certainly not going to be a top-three center on this team, uh, barring an injury. And even if an injury happens, I'm not sure he's going to be a top-three center. Any chance they'd play him at wing? I boy, I don't know. I I don't think so. Okay. Um, and I because I think, yeah, I don't think so. That's a great question. But I, I my my knee jerk reaction would be no. You drafted him as I mean he's supposed to be your number two center at some point behind Bedeers. You know that's your that's your future. You draft these two guys at the top five eight. You know number two and number four overall. You got these two guys that are. You know, you're one, two centers for, for the next decade or so. But I can't imagine that being the case. I guess they could try it. I don't, I don't know. Do you see, do you see a guy that plays wing? Would you see Shane Wright? Um, well, you know what? For certain times, I don't think it'd be the end of the world. Like if, if Wright's playing with Manny Beneers, right? Like I remember for half a season or over, um, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle play together at times. Uh, when they were younger, Crosby and Malkin were actually each other's most common line mate for a few years until they yeah. would add guys at the deadline. So I think that the, if, if Wright's that skilled, you know what? Uh, if, if it means he gets to play in the NHL on the wing with Beneers, I'll tell you right now, he'd gladly do that. So, um, I think oh, it's, yeah. it's easier yeah. to make the switch from center to wing than it is from wing to center for sure. But I understand if you're like, Hey, we want him to be a center, but if he's better than someone else in their top nine as a winger, then I would keep him as a winger. Yeah, I just, I mean, and then I'll start going through the wings. I mean, Schwartz, Eberle, Bjorkstrand, who am I missing? McCann, uh, Berkowski, uh, Tolvanen. Yeah. Did I get them all? Yeah, I, I that's mean, six. Like, like, he's not, he, he's just not beating any of those guys. There's no way he's better than any of those guys. You know, I mean, their third, their third lines, I think their third lines, they're most consistent in their best line. You know, so it, it's, you know, the Gore, Tolvanen, Bjorkstrand line was unreal last year. Like, mm-hmm. they were phenomenal. And, like, so he's not playing there. That could be those guys out because, I mean, there's, you know, Haxel could keep – you know, Haxel, the one thing that was interesting with him 
you know, you mentioned what, you know, and I watch a ton of, of Oilers and, and I just, because I'm a Hockey Night in Canada junkie. And, and so I, I know I watched Drysidle and McDavid do that, and the, the, the mixing and the juggling and even some of the defensive pairs sometimes. Hackstall doesn't do that. No. Like, like his top four defensemen stay together all year. Alexiak, Borgen, Dunn, Larson. Like that just doesn't change. They'll find a they'll find a running mate this year for Schultz. It might be Riker Evans. It might be the kid uh, the kid the veteran Fraz Dumoulin. I guess is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. But they don't. He doesn't. And then the Lions, when they got to the second half of the season last season, you know they kept the only change on the line was when you know McCann was banged up for a bit in the playoffs and Burkowski wasn't there and Tolvin had moved up or Cartier moved up. But outside of that, man, he doesn't move his lines around much. Uh, and that was my last question because I was looking at Seattle had six defensemen play 73 games. The most of any team in the NHL. Yeah. There's only two teams in the league who had six guys play over uh, over 70 games. Florida was the other one. And, you know, like, the odds will tell you you're not going to stay that. You're not going to only have 21 combined missed games from your blue line. Um, do they have the depth to handle an injury on the back end in Seattle? Well, it probably depends on who it is, um, you know, because Larson plays like 75 minutes a, a night in a 60-minute game. Um, so it would be, you know, but I think, and Dunn plays a ton too. Yeah, I think so because I think they've got seven. I think Riker Evans is their seventh guy to start the season. Okay. And, I mean, he, I mean, he played on – he was – you know, speaking of guys in the American Hockey League, he went down to the, last year to Coachella. He was top two, to, you know, top pair defenseman. Played on the you know PP one. He was he was doing everything. He's only twenty one years old, but you know I think Rikers is is at worst your seventh defenseman, and he's probably ready to go. I saw him today. He looks bigger than he did before. He's obviously you know it goes back. He, he's nineteen or twenty. He's just he doesn't look the part yet. He looks the part now. Um, you know, and they've got some other guys. I mean, I don't think Meg Megan is in the roster still, but I can't kill Flurry, guys like that. I mean they've got they've got a handful of guys, but I would just say how many how many NHL teams go, you know, eight deep D wise anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, if you lose more than if you lose more than one, then you have an issue. If you, you can probably afford to lose one for a little bit of time, but um they're so solid there and, and you know, their big thing last year, honestly, Jason, was they had to re sign both Dunn and Borgan. Uh, as restricted free agents, and they got that done, and they got those guys down, and and you know Alexiak Borgen were just hammers. I mean, they were just shut down, especially in the postseason. You guys know what Larson's all about. I mean, he's such a big part of this hockey team and the culture here, and and I think he allowed Vince Dunn to become Vince Dunn last year. So um, I'm pretty bullish on their back end. Ian, always good to catch up with you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be talking lots of uh, hockey. Uh, we'll mix in a little NFL, and hey. Uh, Seattle Mariners, quickly give me your thoughts. Uh, who's going to make it? Uh, Seattle, Texas, Toronto, or actually, maybe the better question is, who do you think misses in the AL? Well, I, I mean, it's it's what you said when you came in before you introduced me. It's it's four teams for three spots. One of those teams will win the American League West, so then it's three teams for two spots in the wild card. Uh, Toronto obviously is one of those teams, and you know. I, I, Seattle and Houston and Seattle and Texas still play each other down the stretch. Next week's going to be crazy. Seattle's in Texas starting on Friday. Uh, that's going to be a massive series. I, 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 I feel like Seattle's going to get in only because their pitching is elite and it's really good. Um, their offense is just okay, but their pitching is so good that I think that gives them an advantage. Texas seems to be getting healthy at the wrong time for everybody else, and to be honest with you, Houston's kind of playing like Houston again, which is a little bit scary for everybody in the American League. 
Sorry, Blue Jays. You're the odd ones out. Thanks for coming. All right, Ian. Thanks for that, buddy. Have a good one. See ya. That's uh, Ian Furness from KJR in Seattle. The uh, Jays, if you missed it, uh, no Vlad Guerrero tonight. He has knee discomfort. As uh, many of the texters wisely said, well, maybe it's because he only had 10 hours sleep last night, Connor. We shall see. Might be. Now, and also, we're obviously making the joke about Kikuchi, who said uh, he cramped yesterday because he didn't get his usual um, 13, 14 hour sleep. He only had 11. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? That's That's got to be one of the weirdest reasons why you think you've cramped in my life is that you only, only had 11 hours sleep. Like, good for him, man, that he can sleep that long. That's amazing. Like, I think that's a skill. I think that's a skill to be able to sleep from, he says, 11 p.m. till 1 p.m. That's 14 hours. Like, I don't believe it. It's just a waste of a day. Yeah, well, I just don't believe it. That means you're only up for 10 hours a day. Yeah. And you're playing ball. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm calling. I'm calling. If that was Box of Lies by Fallon, lie. That's what I'm calling it. Lie. We'll come back with five questions. On the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live in the EWL studio, E-W-E-L.ca. Portions of this hour brought to you by Papa John's. Try their new butter chicken pizza made with velvety, tangy, sweet sauce topped with juicy grilled chicken, green peppers, and onions. A large butter chicken pizza for $19.99 for a limited time only at PapaJohns.ca. Sports Radio is back. The Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Song, really good song. Uh, welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports fourteen forty and live on Orders Nation YouTube. Stop in, say hi, hit the subscribe button, keep growing. The sixteen and a half thousand subscribers. I like it. Let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling, boys and girls. It's lots of fun. And uh, also give away some uh, tickets on there. On Friday's show. Nice. Let's get to uh, five questions now. Brought to you by the brick as the brick. There's This is very rare time at the brick right now. Twice a year. It's their semi-annual sale. You're getting ridiculous savings. 60% off of sofas. You can get up to $1,000 off select big screen TVs. Get free local shipping on TVs 50 inches or larger. So don't worry if you're like, man, I need it, but I don't have a truck. Well, no worries. The Brick will deliver it for you. It's a great service. The Brick and thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one. Since we've got Charlie Huddy and Doug Wade going into the Oilers Hall of Fame, when you think of their great careers, is there a moment that stands out to you above the rest? Well, you know what? Honestly, I think the Doug Waite goal off the face-off against the Calgary Flames, right? And then he kind of goes sideways through the defenseman and scores. It's early on. It was a Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. The place is going bananas. So I think that would be the uh, the Doug Waite one. Uh, Charlie Huddy? It's hard because, you know, so many Hall of Famers when he played. Um, so I can't, I can't honestly tell you one uh, specific play that I recall from Charlie Huddy because, you know, Flash wasn't necessarily his calling card. 
He was very steady. I think it was an underrated how physical and strong Charlie Huddy was. Like you watched how how often Charlie Huddy would pin guys against the wall and they didn't move. Like Charlie Huddy was ridiculously strong. It's not like one play where like wow, but you used to see, see him do it and guys literally couldn't move. So that's kind of what I remember about Huddy. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of miss the heyday of Huddy. Uh, just for, for me, it's been like getting a chance to talk to him on these shows and and having him join the, the in the past talking about some of his teammates and and all the success they had. Always memorable. Uh, for one, Doug Waite, though, I, I know you had the goal against the Flames. I think that was in one of the NHL video games as well. Oh, yeah? But for me, it, it was a kind of a dirty play on Brian Marchment when he got him uh, oh, with the shot up high. And it was like he's, I think he was defending one of his teammates. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Marchment had thrown a, well, a bit of a questionable hit before. Well, I thought Marchment had went after Waite earlier in the game, if my memory's correct and they were former teammates too, yeah right? like but marchment man he was he was ruthless on the ice and you and, go oh, go ahead and, and good for doug white though for standing up for himself yeah but that's a good memory i do remember that now that you bring it up i now i thought it was marchment kind of went and got his knee earlier in the game or the the previous game it was one of the two we'll have to ask him when we get him on the show yeah i, I know slater's working on that to get that uh, set up shortly here and yeah, I just remember Doug Waite skating off the ice, just chirping. It was such a good moment. And fired up as a young oh, Oilers Doug, fan. Doug Waite was a pretty vocal guy. Oh, yeah. Right? Like he never met a microphone he didn't like. Doug was great <laughs> to interview. He's a really chatty guy. Uh, question number two uh, for you. The, the news broke about Matthias Ekholm's hip injury. Uh, just a little bit delayed here. Any long-term concern for you with, when it comes to that? No, it's a hip. It's like a tightness in his hip flexor. Uh, I was joking that um, I remember certain veterans at some training camps when the Elks used to have two-a-days. And sadly, you know, the vet, oof, geez, no hammy's a little tight right now. Oh, might have to miss a day. I'm not saying Ekholm's doing that, of course. <laughs> but I'm just saying, honestly, if, if Matthias Ekholm misses a week right now, I don't think it has any negative effects whatsoever. Yeah, I think I'm with you. The, obviously, Oilers fans probably get a little bit nervous, but... Uh... Hey, this is opportunity for some of the young guys, so I, I hope they take advantage of it. Uh, question number three for you. Uh, Brad Marchand being named as the Bruins captain. So I'll ask you this. Who do you think is the best captain in the NHL right now? Wow. What defines... It's it's really difficult to determine. Like, the best player is obviously Connor McDavid, so mm-hmm. does that make him the best captain? Um, Sidney Crosby, of all the captains, has the most Stanley Cups. So would he be the best um, Kopitar has two. He's close. Um, those would be my top three. And I, I don't know. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh. Yeah. Like, Crosby today obviously isn't the player he was when he won, but he's still a pretty good leader. So, yeah, I might have to go with Sid on this one. It's hard. Yeah, you got good ones in there. Uh, I'll throw Steven Stamkos in there down in Tampa. Oh, yeah. He's a guy I think quite Lots fit to leave. Lots of contract extension cons. Well. Did you see his comments today? No, no. What did he oh, say? Oh, yeah. It came out like, right. He's just like, hey, I told him I want to be here. I don't have a contract. It's the start of camp. And, <laughs> and actually, we'll, we'll get to Breezebois's answer because I thought it was he just Breezebois said, hey, I know how important he is to the organization. Uh, we know he wants him here. But you have to understand, this season, I need to know. I got to find out some things about our team. And I understand that players want to get signed. I get it. And Stamkos is probably like, geez, man, I had to go right until the end of free agency many years ago. So does he feel disrespected? Maybe. But ultimately, come on. Your contract isn't up. If you don't get a real offer before your contract's up, then you can be upset. Pay the man. Pay the man. A question number four. Obviously, we got some tight races in the AL and NL wildcard uh, playoff. Chase, uh, who are your pick to be the wild card representatives from each league. Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, despite what we just heard, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Uh, okay. I hope it finds a way to happen. Uh, I think the Rays will be there as well. well Tampa's already in. They're already uh, yeah, secured. So they're in there. Two more. And then I will, just to spite Furness, I'm going to say the Texas Rangers in the AL. Uh, and then on the other side, I mean, you got the Marlins who are fighting to get in there, but I, I think it's going to stick around with what it is as it is today. Phillies, Diamondbacks, and the Cubbies. I want the Cubbies to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, the Phillies are, I'm not saying they're a lock, but they're close to a lock to get in. Um, I'm going to go, the Cubbies are just, they've hit the skids at the wrong time, right? I think they've only won three of their last 10. So I'm going to say... Arizona's in, and like I'm, I want the Cubs to get in, so that means I think the Marlins will get in. <laughs> Something about playoff baseball at Wrigley, and then in the in the AL, man, I'm very curious about Houston. Like, what's gone wrong with Houston all of a sudden? Like, they're completely tanking at the wrong time. I still think Toronto gets in. Um, even, you know, even if and honestly, Vladdy missing a day or two, that might actually be better beneficial for him. So I think Toronto's in, and I actually think Seattle's in. And a final question for you. Apparently today is National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Uh, typically, for me personally, I don't like to go with just one topping. But Yeah, how can you? If, if you had to, one topping pizza from Papa John's, what are you ordering? Oh, my goodness. So, does that, so I assume we already have cheese on it? Yeah, cheese is going to count here. So I only get one topping? That's it. I don't think I've ever had a one-topping pizza in my life. Like, cheese pizza wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So... I'm honestly, I don't think I've ever had like a pepperoni pizza. I guess maybe I have had a pepperoni pizza now that I think about it. So, yeah, I guess. I guess I'd have to go with. No, you know what? I'm going to go bacon. If I get one topping, I'm going to bacon cheese pizza. I like that one. Yeah, like I I was a cheese pizza guy for a long time. And, you know, my friends still will just assume that's what I go for. Even though I like to think I have matured and expanded on that one. But uh, if it's not going to be pepperoni, I'll stick with the pig. I'll go ham. 
just a, a ham pizza, I think, would be all right. Preferably green peppers or something on there, but yeah, we'll go with ham. We've got Norman a combine saying Italian sausage. That could be a good one as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Still kind of basic, though. Yeah, like honestly, I, like I never even ha- usually I would have like when I was a kid, we had lots of Hawaiian ham and, and pineapple. Right, and when I had pepperoni, it was always like pepperoni and mushroom, or pepperoni, mushroom, fresh tomato. Like I, I might have had a pepperoni once, but I just I don't know one topping pizza. Like it's like it's naked. It's just unfulfilling. I wouldn't do it. Is there too many toppings for you? Well, yeah, I don't like loaded. Yeah, right. Like it becomes too much. So I, I'm like three or four. Usually can be good. Depends on the combination of what the. uh, Toppings are now. I've eaten a loaded pizza before, of course, but I just find that. Well, a I hate onions, and so usually there's onions in them. So I'm like, Meh. but yeah, too many. Like when you've got five, six toppings, it's almost become you don't get all the flavor of everything. It's like a mixed bag of flavor that's hard to. It's not like they're all complementing one another. So yeah, I think for me, max is four, and it's got to be two meats if it's if it's four. Yeah. Yeah, whatever meat lovers is for me, like ham, bacon. Oh yeah, and it varies from pep. different places. Yeah, that, that 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 does it for me. Oh yeah, it's always a good one. I like it. Hopefully, we'll see some of those at the Pizza Pig Out. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the Pizza Pig Out, we also now have the. It's official. We're going to have a watch. So the Pizza Pig Out is going on February 11th. It's a Wednesday, at six o'clock, at Molson House, back where it all started. This will be our fifth annual. It's amazing that we're able to keep it. It's growing. It's bigger. Uh, Swift's now a big sponsor of it, which is awesome. Uh, if you've never been to the Pizza Pig Out, is you're gonna, there's going to be over 20, 25 pizzerias in, and you get to try all the different pizzas. Now, the last few years, because of COVID, we had it as a drive-in. So people would show up in their cars. There wasn't a lot of socializing. And you would get three or four boxes of pizza, which was great, but not a lot of flavors. Now we're going to have table after table and you come in and some pizzerias will bring six different types of pizza. And we're going to have, so honestly, there's close to when you consider there's 25 and some of them are bringing a minimum three different types because they'd like to showcase different ones. There's so many different pizzas to try. It's amazing. So you can go to Jason Greger, pizzapigout.com. That's a website. Get your tickets. It's from six to eight. It's in Molson House. We'll have some beverages there. And then... If you want, you don't have to, but we're having a watch party for the season opener at the Ice House. We've got uh, some uh, reservations there. Big thanks to uh, Megan for setting that up. So uh, pizza, kid sport, and Oilers season opener. Pretty good. So if you want to get in, go to Jason Greger, pizzapigout.com. Tickets are going fast. I love it. And it's loads of fun. If you've gone in the past, if you remember five years ago, it's great. We'll have a little fun. There'll be a pizza eating contest to see who can crush it. I'm not in it. I would never win that. I'm not good at that. But there's some, there's some fiery competitors, I'll tell you that. So I look forward to that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 